The Shaky Town Radio Hour is on the air. I'm Gene George. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Shaky Town Radio Hour studios. We have chips and salsa today. As well as salsa. The holy du- duinity. Yeah. Diptych. What'd you call me? You heard me. We have a guest as well. We do. We have intern Caroline from the Earwolf. Hi, guys. I love that show. Jan Michael Vincent's one of my favorite actors. Earwolf. Ear. Oh, I can't understand your weird accent. <laughs> your Phoenician accent. Yeah. Um, oh, Earwolf. That's Earwolf. like podcasting. Who listens to podcasts? Right. No one. <laughs> no one. No one of consequence. It, I'm amazed. I'm, I'm absolutely flabbergasted. One, anyone listens to the show. And you have actually heard the show. I have. What's up with that? <laughs> um, and, uh, and two, that a lot of people that I like respect actually take podcasting seriously. I, I'm constantly amazed by that. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I'm amazed by a lot of things. It's pretty impressive. Like, I feel like every day more and more established people are like, yeah, I listen to podcasts. Right. It's, it's to me, that's more impressive than being on a podcast right, is right, when right. they're actually like doing the work listening right right, right. Or, or when we, we've had we've had a number of people on who are you know heroes of mine or or like people I respect in the business and the fact that they would even like deign to sully themselves in the field of podcasting is constantly like astounding to me okay well, that's our show thanks everybody <laughs> well podcasting is getting bigger one of the the big contributors to that one of the leading Voices leading, you know, leading the charge. It is Earwolf, and uh, yeah. for those who might not know, Earwolf is a network of the best podcasts. In presumably, allegedly, <laughs> I feel like we should cover our ass there. Right. The <laughs> best you po- have Chris Hardwick on next <laughs> week. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I like some Nerdist stuff too, but there's and he has some best podcasts in there as well. And there's Shaky Town Radio, which is currently unaffiliated. That's right. We're like We're a, indie. We're rogue. We're rogue. That's right. DIY. Yeah. Well, you know what we need to do? What we need to do is we need to um, get to on a podcast network and then leave it so we can be Ronin. There you go. We can be a masterless podcast. I think that involves somebody dying, though, and that would be bad. Well, well, maybe somebody we don't like can start up a podcast network. We can join that. Then they can die, and then we can be Ronin. All right. Plan. That's a that's like a three to five year business. Let's plan. let's run that plan by by Caroline. What do you think of that? Who is Ronan? Huh? <laughs> Who's Ronan? Oh, Ronan, oh, Masterless Samurai. Not Ronan, like the movie, like okay. with uh, De Niro, Robert De Niro, Niro. Yeah, and Sean Bean in a in a minor role where he gets humiliated early on in the show. But uh, yeah, a Masterless Samurai, one whose uh, master has been killed, and usually the idea is then they go re- take out revenge on okay. whomever. I feel bad that my frame of reference isn't more samurai. Well, we'd like to bring it back. If you've listened to this podcast, and you have, you know we like to bring it back to its absolute, like, like the base level. Okay. We'd like to strip away the trappings of pop culture. Okay. We do not do that. Podcasting began in feudal Japan. That's right, so as we all know. know. Right. Uh, well, actually, no, technically it was imported by the Portuguese, uh, along with Christianity. 
And tempura, surprisingly enough. Mm. Tempura? You've eaten some veggie tempura, probably, because you are a vegetarian. Yes. We're going to talk about vegetarianism. But not, a, but, not a creep, but not a creepy vegan like Brody, right? No. I was in high school. I don't, well, I, yeah, I was a creepy vegan in high school. And then when I got to college, I was like, mm, I, I, I was on a meal plan. You have right. to eat, yeah. you know, right. what they Whatever provide. I've flirted with the idea of returning to veganism. And I know that vegans hate hearing that. I know that they're like, whenever people are like, I just love cheese so much. I know that they hate that. But I do really enjoy cheese. Well, so. you're from Houston. I am from Houston. The land of queso. Houston, Texas. Not queso is delicious. The See, other Houston. queso is the weird thing. It's, it's, it's like a totally, like, my wife is, like, we have chips and salsa here at the table. We will probably be eating them at some point. Terribly unprofessional, but we will. Queso, for those of you who don't know, is like... Rotel salsa mixed with like Velveeta and heated up into a sludge. Yeah. And Sometimes there's meat in it, which I don't dig so I, much. I've never had it with meat, but but I've had it the other way. Yeah. Chili's does it with meat. Chigi's? Ch- <laughs> Ch- Chili's? Chili's yeah. the restaurant? Yeah. Yeah. The baby back ribs restaurant. Um, yeah. chi- I always call it Chigi's because they're sign. Is all the, the letters all yeah. together? It's always fun when the one font of is those, horrible. Yeah, one of the lights is out and it's Killies or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> or Stuart Anderson's Black Anus. Mm. Right, right. Nice. Which is awesome. We had there was a black, there was a Black Anus down by uh, Burbank, uh, the mall for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I think there was one in Phoenix as well. Yeah. Um, how did you like Houston? And you we were talking a little bit about um, suburbia because we were both kind of yeah. From, the burbs. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Houston is... I like Houston. I There are a few people who do, and I'm one of the few. But I, li- I, I lived in the suburbs, and I worked in the museum district, which is the best part of Houston. Right. Like, it's so great. So that's my entire impression of Houston. And I worked Sunday afternoons, which is, like, the nicest, yeah. prettiest, safest <laughs> right, time right, right. in the museum district. Right. So had I gone to more clubs and seen more hip-hop things, maybe I wouldn't have enjoyed it, but no, I, I enjoyed it. It was very cultured to me. Yeah. There's... So you were in the, like, the, like, 1% of Houston, I think. Yeah, maybe. Are you the person that all those people are protesting right I now? I am, yeah. They all want jobs at podcasting networks. Yeah. That's yeah. their signs. <laughs> well, we do know that uh, 1% of the podcasting network control most of the podcasting media. This is true. That's, I think that's probably not true at all. There are, I believe, a billion podcasts. <laughs> right, right, I think right. Last time I checked. Yeah, and and how many podcasts are on your roll currently? Oh gosh, um, ballpark it. You ballpark it. I would say no, no. Actually, you know what? No, this is an audit. You need to give us every single one. And I names. could count them down. And how many yeah. episodes? Should I count them down? <laughs> Um, no, just the ballpark. Ten ish. Yeah. But we've started doing a thing called Earwolf Presents, mm-hmm. where like we'll do one-off shows, and if they're super successful, or if the hosts mm, are got it, got interested it. in doing more, they'll become their own shows. Right. So we'll see some of that in the coming weeks. So some of the regular shows that you might listen to, um, if you or you should listen to. Yeah. Let's just say we sh- you yeah. should listen to stuff like uh, comedy, Bang Bang. No, don't listen to that one. <laughs> stuff like Who Charted? Who Charted? With no, Mark don't Kramer. don't listen to that one either. <laughs> no, I, no. Listen to both of those. Yeah, Sclerbro Country. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Sports. They're trails. twins. How creepy is that? They are, and they're the best human beings. Have I you guys met them? Um, I've been around them. Haven't really met them. They're. You should. Next time you see them, oh, just sure. introduce yourself. Yeah. They are the best. I just think humans. it hasn't happened. Right. Well, yeah. I. 
in the last few years with the baby, I have not been going to shows as often. Right. Like, I have to reserve my... He hasn't been out in the clubs. I right. haven't been out The club. hip-hoppy kind of yes. thing. <laughs> I haven't been seeing the hipping or the hopping. Right. Yeah. No, I saved my... I've got, like, I can go out like once a month. And I can... Right. Yeah. And There's... I have to make that voice when I do go out. And then um, Earwolf Presents has had, like, the Analyze Fish podcast with uh, Parks and Rec writer Harris Wills uh, trying to sell Scott Ackerman... On the band Fish. On, on the band Fish. It's Ugh. so funny. And I hate Fish. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, do, no. Who do, no. I don't know. I, does Harris Riddle actually yeah. like Fish, or is he just taking up a contrary position? <laughs> is he playing the Advocatus Diable? Well, his story <laughs> is that he hated them, took ecstasy, and saw them at a show, and then they were his favorite band. So he forever. hated them, and he had to bludgeon his brain into artificially producing the chemicals that make you like things in order to like them. Yeah. Did, that, to me, would be the kicker right there. It right. was something that I... I liked it. I didn't like it until I got that lobotomy. Right. Now I'm okay with it. Well, we get so many comments on that show, and they're <laughs> always like, Scott's not going to like him unless he does, takes drugs. And it's like, that's not a fun podcast. It's like, right. take drugs and like a thing. Yeah, that's... Okay, we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've gotten, I've gotten drunk on this podcast, and it was fun, at least for me. Well, but let's see, I think... But then we weren't playing fish. Unless <laughs> unless you're like Bukowski drunk constantly throughout most of your adult life, it doesn't really affect your brain chemistry permanently. Yeah. Right. You know, well, you I'm, might get into a fight when you're drunk. I'm once. aspiring one day. Okay. One day. Working on it. Um. And yeah, Galmania was the latest like offering. Yeah. There's what? When does this drop? Uh, this Monday. Monday. Okay. Tomorrow or in a few days, check in and there will be another one. Very well, cool. you should check in regularly. Yeah, because there's a stable of podcasts yeah. that are that are very well worth listening to. Right. If you listen to podcasts, I don't do. I don't listen. To and and they're free, so right. Just do so, it. Caroline, well, e. except Anderson. for your valuable time, right? Caroline and Anderson, you. How did you go from being a vegan high school student in Houston to now living in Los Angeles yeah. and working for Earwolf? The man working for the man. I Scott Ackerman. Yeah, mm, that's true. <laughs> Good. Well, I, being around Scott has made me love puns so much. Yeah. So that was just like best of both worlds. Um, I was a I've been a comedy nerd forever, and so when I was in college, I got super into podcasting mm-hmm. and Scott's show. And myself and another AST tier, we're all from a special thing, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Nathan Smart. Mm-hmm. We started a website because Scott's show at the time didn't have a website. Whenever we were finished with it, Scott was like, I'm starting a website. So we just sent the link to him and we're like, use this if you want. And they've just used me ever since. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, you're, you're known, as we were referring to earlier, as Intern Caroline. I've branded myself that way. Yes. <laughs> I write all the copy for the website, so anytime I can, be like, hey, Intern Caroline here, what's up, you guys? I always do. Right, right. So It's what- important to find your voice in writing. Yeah, no. Absolutely. Now, one, one of the big themes of this show is that we uh, we like to talk about people trying to make a living and be creative in Los Angeles. Now, you are, this is a first for us in that you just got here. A week ago. Literally a week ago. Yeah. You're fresh off the bus. Yeah. Yeah. The the big TVs are playing, slashes in the corner, That's drinking. Right. That's right. Yeah. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah. We've got fun and games. Yes. So what... <laughs> you know... <laughs> I've never noticed it being very much fun 
it's a little gamey in Hollywood. Not so yeah, fun. Yeah, not so fun. Just have Monopoly boards on every corner. <laughs> yeah, it's actually usually it's usually crummy games. It's usually like like sorry with some of the pieces missing. Or trouble. Trouble. Uh, oh, it's a pop, it's a problematic game. Yeah. Uh, what was the worst game I had when I was like, when I was like, I, you know they had a, a Jaws game. No, a, I didn't. A Jaws licensed game, and it was like, um, um, not don't break the ice, but what's the one where you pull things out? It like. Jenga? No, kind of like well, it, Jaws had his 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 jaws. Answer my pants. Answer your pants. No, you flip things into that. But Jaws had his jaw open, mm-hmm. and there was like junk in things in there, like you find in every shark, like yeah. like anchors and tires, and and then you pulled them out. And oh, then like the person, Operation. The wacky doctor game. No, um, and then you pulled things out with a with a fishing pole, and mm-hmm. then the person who's the jaw slammed shut on. It, it, that was the it's game. A little operationy. Yeah. Well, with of. with like a hint but of don't like wake a, daddy. Yeah, don't wake daddy or, or I want to say don't break the ice, but it's yeah similar, I guess, because yeah. you knock out blocks of ice and then they all fall. Did did you guys play Pop Goes Perfection at all? Oh, uh, push the timer down or what is it? Uh, set the timer. Put the pieces in place. Don't be slow to perfection. Uh, you know, I, I didn't have it, but like. Maybe some school that I was at had it. I was super into it as a toddler, and mm. then I refound it when I was like sixteen. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill this." It's not as much fun. Yeah, no, it's not as much fun when you can get it all done and just look. And at it. Uh, this is why I don't revisit Candyland. I never played Candyland as a kid. I, I did, but it, this can, made me Candy, Candyland was boring as crap when I was a child. All right. Yeah. How boring is that game? <laughs> yeah. When you're like looking at candy, it's like why are you looking at candy? That's when you could be eating candy. Exactly, as a child. <laughs> boring. I had really like progressive parents who got uh, catalogs of like games for the advanced child. Oh, right, so all right. my games were like find matching patterns and you know not <laughs> right, yeah. games, tests. I just played tests. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Were they when you say progressive, were they like hippies or professors or both? Uh, they're both musicians. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like super liberal, mm-hmm. and like they were the two liberals at Texas A and M. So they met, and they yeah. met through the music group. So it just a lot of like, our child is a darling little starlet, and uh-huh. a lot of that stuff. Uh-huh. Were they? Uh, we're, we're doing that with our child. What, what were their music projects? Um, my, f- <laughs> get ready for this. <laughs> my father, two thousand four barbershopper of the year. At the time, was the vice president of SPEBSQUO, which is Society for the Preservation and Encouragement of Barbershop Quartet Singing in America. It's you know what the preservation's fine, but encouragement, I am oh, not down. Fuck with. that shit. I am not down with that. Yeah, so mm. my dad's a uh, big barbershop. How guy. many straw boaters does he own? At least two. Oh. We got some arm garters. Always got some arm garters around. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and my brother. How many striped shirts? Gosh. I feel like it's more, <laughs> he does have a black face that I've never seen him wear, but it's always. You gotta like, have it handy. It's if you're like preserving, in that kit, yeah. If you're preserving, if you're preserving Barbershop Quartet and like, all of the variety and ukulele related arts. So if you're in LA and you are putting your earthquake kit together. Make black sure you face. get blackface in it. Yeah. Blackface and a straw boater. I'm, I, well, this is going to sound horribly racist, but frankly, if you don't have blackface in your emergency kit, you might be out of luck at some point. I, I saw the riots after Rodney King. But you also have to have the white stuff to do the lips and everything. <laughs> right. I, that, that, might, that might not actually help. Yeah. I was on the bus on Halloween, and there were two people as mimes, and they were talking. And I was like, don't you dare ruin the illusion. <laughs> like, this is not the time and place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Well, they can't walk against the wind the entire time they're on the bus. But I feel like if I'd been a mime, I would not have paid the fare. I would have been like, oh, where's my money? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pulling I your do, pockets out. Yeah, do a whole, do a whole <laughs> shtick with it. Yeah. And then the bus driver would use his words and say, get off my fucking bus. <laughs> True. So your dad was doing the barbershop stuff. What about your mom? My mom's a pianist. She teaches piano, plays piano for churches and stuff. Yeah. A holy woman. So they went to Texas A&M. Where they have both agricultural and mechanics. Right. Right. It's mainly military, though. I don't know. It's it's a weird school. I had no interest. It was like a huge ROTC or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Their, like, mascot is Sarge, and it's a... It's a bulldog. Yeah, yeah. Because all... You know what? I did not know that for 100% sure, but just the fact that he's named Sarge, you know it's a bulldog. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So your parents, progressive and... Art- artistic, and you uh, you decided not to go to their alma mater. Right, I went to LSU. Gokes Tigers. You spell it weird. You spell it G E A U X. I don't know if you guys know that. Go, yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's so. <laughs> the only, bon yeah, that is the one spot of cleverness in Baton Rouge. Just like, oh, we're gonna spell it funny. <laughs> Aside from the fact that Baton Rouge means red stick, which yeah. is like my favorite thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Rat mouth and red stick. Booker a time. And, and Baton Rouge is red stick. Well, I live in Los Feliz, and that's the happy, right? Feliz. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's fun. It's <laughs> not a happy place. Yeah. So what were you studying at LSU? <laughs> Opera. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Not that... It was one of those things where I started training when I was 11, because mm-hmm. that's when you can, any younger than that. And you, you die. Yeah. Or you get nodes and you right. have to have surgery when you're 14. <laughs> you so by the time I was like 17, I'd spent so many hours that like I kind of had to do opera. Like yeah. I, I didn't ever pursue anything else. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a growth industry opera. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the people are so pleasant. I'm sure. Oh gosh. Tell me about the opera folks. Oh, opera's the worst. Uh, <laughs> well, this is, this is, not to interrupt, but I will. Okay. Um, this is the, the thing that I always think of when people mention opera to me. Uh, Luciano Pavarotti had the worst attendance record of any performer, like major performer. As that, far as showing up for Showing up concerts. for a gig. Showing okay. up, canceling gigs, showing right. up for gigs. Right. That, to me, as somebody who, of course, was late for this show, which... <laughs> Terribly unprofessional, but you know, as someone who thinks you should show up to your jobs, right. <laughs> just as a general rule, and in show business, even more so, that to me says everything I yeah. need to know about opera at the top. Yeah. Well, I was a fan of not going to school in high school and elementary school, <laughs> right. like big fan of absences. And sure. then in opera school, they are all about that because if you're like, I have a cough, I think it might be contagious. They do not want you sure. in class. <laughs> like, they, if you have a performance scheduled and you feel sick, they'll totally let you reschedule. You, you forget your little atomizer. Right. <laughs> you and forget so, your trick dicky that flips up. I'm, I'm going by all the opera I know really is from, you know, Warner Brothers. Right, right. Yeah, as it should be. No one should actually attend an opera. But um, Unless you live in, like, you know, 17th century Milan. Oh, absolutely. Then get on that. If you're listening to this and you're in 17th century Milan, get out of the house. Feel free. Avoid the corpses in the street. Yeah. Avoid the bravos with their sharp stilettos. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, opera school was the worst, which is why I left. Right. So you uh, decide to go ahead and pursue entertainment. You decide to come here. Because opera was not entertainment. No, it's... Oh, no. That is... (laughs) 
That, okay, uh, you guys are comedy nerds, right? Do sure. you guys know uh, Brett Gelman's 1,000 Cats? Oh, yeah. Of course. I've seen it performed yes, live. Yes, I've seen it Did you really? I did. Oh, yeah, Oh, my times. gosh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I would say... Oh, you've only been here a week. Yeah. Oh, you'll... Next week, but I'm sure But I have sure seen Brett Gelman perform live. I'm, I'm sure you'll see it. He'll, he'll, he'll book another thing at UCB in, like, a week. Okay. <laughs> For a while there, he was doing it, like... Like once a month. He did Bang Bang this week. I saw him, but it wasn't 1,000 Cats. Yeah. But I would just sit at the opera and just think about 1,000 Cats being <laughs> like, oh, if only yeah. this is Brett Gelman. <laughs> yeah. So how was the reaction of your your friends and your family, both in Houston and in Baton Rouge? Well, my mom is <laughs> like... Baton Rouge. What, th- th- what accent was that? It wasn't probably one Cajun. from True Blood. That's like that's like the Wikipedia when you ask for the pronunciation. Baton Rouge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right. Yeah, uh, my mom's a big comedy nerd, so I don't think she was into it. And then I introduced her to Dave Foley, and then she was into it. Like yeah. she was like, "Okay, you you know what you're doing." Yeah. But um, yeah, they they're a really high dropout rate of opera school because it is genuinely difficult. Like, Oh they, yeah. It's, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. singing is hard. Oh really, yeah. Real singing is hard. Yeah. And like you have to put in a ton of work yeah. and it like, it's pretty toiling emotionally as well. Mm-hmm. So they expect people to drop out. They were excited that I was dropping out with a plan, not just like, yeah. I'm going to go to an easier college. Cause LSU actually has one of the top 10 opera programs in the country. Yeah. Wouldn't expect it, but... Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, my expectations for LSU are awfully low. Yeah, they have a game today. G- good luck. <laughs> go, go Tigers. Yeah, Jouks Tigers. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. Oh, boy. It's just merchandising. Just, that's all it well, is. I, that's what college sports is, pretty oh, much, yeah. across the board. So you were you um, were you living? I mean, obviously you're going to school in Baton Rouge, and you commuting from Houston, obviously. No, 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 no. But yeah. um, like, did you move back in with the folks? Like, how? What, I how spent much... a year at home. I'm like, I'm approaching the one year anniversary of my dropout. Right. At this time last year, I was still at school, but right. I told my advisor I will not I'm be done here with anymore. This. Right. I'm a short timer. Right. So I just <laughs> went home. I worked days at a computer factory, and then did Earwolf stuff. Right. So you commuted all the way to China. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I assume all computers are built in China. Essentially. Like, any factory in America is just putting together what Components. the Chinese people oh, have already no. done. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, what, I mean... Making sure to pick the, you know, bits of human skin and fingers and things. Lead. Yeah. Lead. Horrible, yeah, horrible chemicals. Washing all the horrible chemicals off. Yeah. And then assembling them. And Hello Kitty stickers, am I right? Am I right? Those... <laughs> Those Asians and their oh, weird, weird things they like. Let's get into it. <laughs> um, what would you recommend as far as for people who are going to make that big move? Like, what what did you learn was helpful? What was a moving to LA or moving back home? No, moving to LA. Like preparing for this big move. Um, did you prepare? We're assuming you prepared. Yeah, I did a little bit. <laughs> it's Brody's is, assuming you prepared. I assume. I know. I know you prepared emotionally. Yeah, this is the honest to god story of it is like when i dropped out i told jeff ulrich from Earwolf, like i'm gonna move to la soon and he was like give me a job mother essentially and so then in like june i was like okay i'm gonna move out there by november because i wanted to go to podcastathon yeah so that was like my my benchmark they're still doing that (laughs) and then every month he'd be like so have you found an apartment yet and i'd be like I've just been so busy. I wasn't. I was like watching the state on DVD. That's, dude, but that's training. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. And so 
I got to a point where it was like midway through October and he emailed me and he was like, so any update on moving plans? And I was like, fuck, it's almost November. Went on Craigslist, found an apartment that day. So yeah, that's as much planning as I did. Right. You know, honestly, having moved away from LA and back to LA a number of times, you really can just find an apartment. It's un- unlike places like New York where, I, I, you know, it's it, it can be very difficult to find something that's not a million dollars or on fire yeah. or filled with, like, junky rats that carry automatic weapons or whatever. They, I assume New York's a horrible place. Um, <laughs> if you don't have money. If, it, if money is It's all right if you like saxophones. It is. People playing them on the, on the uh, fire escapes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, because I came here for, you know, back moved back here, and yeah, just looked in the paper or went online and right. found a place. was just done. But you wouldn't recommend this for... Uh, my apartment's awful, but I kind of <laughs> came to terms with it a few nights ago. I had a pretty great Tumblr post, pretty profound, that I wrote about how it's, like, taught me the concept of paying your dues. Yeah. Because at first I was like... You know, I list what uh, the, 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 the the turn of phrase profound Tumblr post <laughs> kind of kind of ricocheted around in my head for a second, and I just we'll we'll come back to that. Okay, it's either it's either that or like a gift from Arrested Development. That's that's mm. Tumblr. Um, that's true. But basically, like I listened to so many podcasts about like making it, and they're all talking about their terrible first apartments, and I was like, yeah, I have a terrible first apartment. But I didn't realize I actually had to live in a terrible apartment. Right. It's shitty to live in a terrible apartment. Right. And it's one of those things where I thought it would be like where you fess up to your punishment. So they're like, well, we'll let you off easy because you like said so. Like I thought that by volunteering to have a bad apartment, it'd right. be fine. And it's not. It's no, the no, worst. It's, it's, it's so terrible. Yeah. And so now I feel like I understand paying your dues. It's not just like, okay, I'm going to pay my dues. See you guys in six months. Like you actually have to be in misery. You actually have to pay your dues. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it, it, it fucking sucks. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people my age don't think they have to like, because I don't, I think that you, I, I mean, I know that it's not true, but I think you can just like listen to podcasts and watch Mr. Show and be like, well, I'm learning cause I'm consuming. No, you have to actually write. You have to actually go on stage. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's the thing is, I mean, well, you went to you went to opera school, and right. again, it's not easy. Yeah. It's you know, so you know that you put you have to put the time into practice Absolutely. to be good, and it's the same as anything else. But yeah, that's and that's also I think why the flip side of that is people who don't pay their dues, who have success thrust upon them for whatever reason, that is why they are just so hated. And a lot of times, you know, it's it's easy for people to, um, it's easy for people to. You know, get on the hate bandwagon, yeah, but, but the people who it. know and be snarky about it in general. But people who know, like, you know, that person did not come up. They had money and bought their way in, or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like fuck that guy yeah. <laughs> or girl. Yeah. But mostly, it's but women <laughs> don't have success in this industry. So no, this really. is true. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this year though, we've had a lot more women in comedy. Um, Whitney, Have we? Whitney's a hit. <laughs> Is it? Just hit? about to bring up Whitney. Is it a yeah. hit? I'm sure she's a nice woman. I I am sure. I haven't watched the show, mm-hmm. so. Anything I say is based on billboards. Right, 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 right. Oh, it just looks like a TV show. I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, it's it's a network TV show. It's going to be shitty. Yeah. You know, within its t- parameters. Just, I mean. well, yeah, it, not that there are. Pat Oswalt was on King of Queens or whatever. Yeah, not that, not that there aren't good King ones. King of Queens it's isn't bad weird. though. Have like. They're all, but you know what. 
that I think that in general they are not as good as something else. You know, right. I mean, it's like it's yeah. if if you have the ability to put your vision into it, it's always going to be a network TV show that has those things. Arrested Development probably comes closest to a show that is, you know, off the charts in terms of creativity. Right. But and I would say Parks and Rec is close. Parks and Rec is pretty close, and I mean, I, I and and Community that, that, as well. That's best Parks and Recreation for the audience members. <laughs> right. Yeah. Shut up. If you uh, Google Parks and Rec, it comes up. <laughs> or you might find some interesting activities at your local Parks and Recreation Department. Yeah. Like they used to have at the Parks and Rec Department down um, by my grandfather's There's house. They used to have like weird like checkers, shuffleboard checkers yeah. things. Like who has those? And I'll tell you this, and you live in Los Feliz, so you know this, and I live very, very close to... Uh, Yes. Griffith Park. Uh, there's very interesting activities after the sun goes down in certain parking lots. How would you know that, Brody? <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, when I leave with my wife, who I love very much, and we're, <laughs> we're leaving after a hike, right. but, you know, there's some people just getting to the park, just pulling up in their cars. Sure. That's what Parks and Rec should be about. Yeah. <laughs> Parks and Rec after dark. <laughs> 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 It should just be all Ron Swanson all the time, frankly. Well, we got to get Sean Ralphio in there. You know, I had an epiphany about Sean Ralphio. I'm interested in this conversation. Has anybody ever said that sentence? Yes. Ever? Well, I had an actually, I was I, I was thinking about writing about this, but but I but I'll talk about it on the show. Um, John Ralphio is uh, the epitome of um, improv. Yeah. He's absolutely the epitome of improv. He is yes and. Everything is That's yes interesting and. That's interesting because I, um, at one of the Acker, I'm sorry, at the one of the Ben Blacker panels. Uh, that They're the same guy. 826LA. They let's do it, just not They do this words. at a Nerdist Meltdown, Nerd Melt. Uh, Harris Whittles was saying that they give him John Ralphio to write usually the most. So that makes sense because he comes from that background. But yeah, he is the epitome of yes and. I, I, and I, I, this, this last episode, um, I, I, that's my epiphany. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is yes and. This week I saw 100% of the shows Ben Schwartz performed in. I, I literally went to the UCB website and <laughs> right. bought tickets to every right. one of his shows. So, I don't want it to be weird. No, but I, I think he's too late. I think he is so good. I mean, if if you are listening and to this. And by good you mean cute. He's so cute too. Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm like, call a spade a spade. But, um, oh, hey. No racism on this show. What are you talking about, Gene? Did you listen to the first thirty minutes? I know. Jesus, that's see. This is my absurd. Have you, have you heard this yourself? This is my absurd take on the world. But uh, yeah, if you live in LA, just go see Ben Schwartz perform. He's yeah. such a good yeah. improviser. He's on some show in Showtime that's airing next year too. House of Lies with Don Cheadle and Kristen Bell Ooh, coming Cheadle. out in January. I hate his last name. Cheadle sounds nasty. Cheadle sounds like something that comes out of your dog when it's sick. I just think of donuts every time I think of Cheadle because of Boogie Nights. Mm. I just think of him as a talented actor. <laughs> I think I think of I think of when I think of Boogie Nights, I think of everywhere I lived when I was a child. Right. And a young He's adult. a Gene's a native, like one of the rare LA natives. So okay. all of that all of that strip of where where Marky Mark gets beaten up behind the uh, you know behind the, the the grocery store that I worked at, that whole strip is like, I grew up there. I worked in the grocery store that he mm. got beaten up behind. The country club. Where's the, the donut shop? Uh, that donut shop is... I think that donut shop is on the other side of the country club. It's the Winchells. It used to be Winchells. 
The same parking lot. Yeah. Same how, parking how are donuts in LA? Fine. I haven't had them because I'm vegan. Okay. They're fine. You know what? No, that's not true. There's some vegan donuts that pop up from time to time. <laughs> and they're shitty because that's... There's good vegan donuts you, you in the world. I just do. don't know if you can find them in LA. Okay. Because sure. in Houston, that's the basis of Shipley's Donuts, mm-hmm. which is a really popular southern donut place, and I, like, dig it. Like, that's yeah. my jam. I but love what kind of donuts do they make? Real Cake fluffy. Oh, so they do oh. that. Like Krispy Kremes? These are, no. These no, are no, like, no, no. Okay. Style-wise, I'm not making any comparison. I hate Krispy Kremes. I hate puffy donuts. Puffy they're, donuts are they're, they're puffier than Krispy Kremes. They're more like a beignet. Fuck that. Oh. Beignets or beignets. Donuts. See, I'm like, I'm totally like, it, look, it's a breakfast food. It's not supposed to be light and airy. It's supposed to be like hearty and stick to your ribs. Like old fashions and buttermilk donuts. I did have a chocolate like croissant a this like morning. <laughs> or as I say on the Wikipedia, croissant. <laughs> or as Brody would say. Right. Um, I think LA is a cake donut place. Okay. I went, yeah, that makes sense. I went to a place expecting donuts on Friday. They did not have it. Friday it rained, and I went to this place hoping that they had donuts. They didn't. They mainly had milkshakes. It was raining and cold outside, but I was like, I'm here. Gonna get a milkshake. <laughs> Yeah, nothing better than a cold, frosty milkshake on a rainy frigid, day. rainy day. At like 11 a.m. <laughs> of course. So what what has your routine been like um, moving? I mean, you, you know, you, you made the move. Yeah. You threw yourself in. You've been here a week. You can probably give us like an hour-by-hour hour breakdown of your entire <laughs> Well, time. I've done the same exact thing every day, which is go to Earwolf as soon as they'll let me in the morning. Right. I don't have a key yet, so someone else has to be there. Sure. Stay there until I have to leave, and then just go straight to the UCB, watch all the shows there. It's the best life in the world. Yeah. I wish that's it was pretty, sustainable. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It definitely beats opera school. It is sustainable. Oh, You'll so just die. much. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is sustainable. You'll just die. Right. That's what I said. So what, what are some of your duties? You mentioned um, doing copywriting, copy editing. Copy is the main thing. This week I've been working on a big project that I can talk about since this comes out Monday. It's... Um, we're launching our YouTube channel, so I've been putting some of our most popular clips, setting them to just video slides. It's mainly right now a way to share the podcast better on Tumblr and Facebook and other places like that where you can't... It, it doesn't help to like include a whole episode of something. So that's what I've been doing all week, is making videos. So yeah. this, um, it, as of this broadcast... This yeah. podcast, it's, it's launched. Yeah, youtube.com slash earwolf. And this week's Affirmation Nations are coming out. They're going to be exclusive to YouTube. I'm going to subscribe to it now. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, Affirmation Nation is uh, the Bob Duca character. Yeah, Seth Morris. Amazing, who's, amazing who's in those improviser. Pacific Care commercials. And every time I see those Pacific Care commercials, or I think it's Pacific Care, I'm like, good to see Seth getting work. I have that feeling constantly. I had this... Uh, Quick, like, Twitter exchange. Not not unpleasant, but just disagreeing with somebody. Um, somebody was making fun of uh, the flow progressive Stephanie Courtney. I'm like, yeah, that's Stephanie yeah. Courtney. Yeah. Like, she, you know. I, who, I, always think of, I always think of Pardo. Every time I see this commercial, I go, what do you got there? Stephanie Courtney? A lot of eye makeup? <laughs> My wife hates me. Hates those commercials because literally every single time it comes on. What do you got there? Stephanie Courtney? A lot of eye makeup? <laughs> It's like, you know, if they're not going to, like... That's my pitch-perfect Jimmy Pardo impression. <laughs> Great. And my position's like, you know, if she's not going to get, like, a boost of her character on Mad Men, like... Yeah. Girl needs to work. Oh, yeah. People, you know... The oh, I do not are... begrudge... I yeah, do not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, TV's Rob Delaney was in a progressive position. Yeah. I, I don't even mind, like, 
comics oh, I really I like being in shitty, terrible mainstream movies. I don't have a... You know what? Again, this is another one of those... Just like the, the paying your dues thing, mm-hmm. this is another one of those things that civilians <laughs> will say... And I call you regulars. Right. <laughs> Muggles. <laughs> I've never read a Harry Potter book. Gotta say that. Actually, I, I, well, go ahead. Um, but it's another one of those things where it's like, if you're complaining that someone sold out, you should just go fuck yourself. Absolutely agree. You know, and it's like, and, and, and I think it's in the cult of, the cult of Bill Hicks has, is, is a, a big thing about that. It's like, you know what? You gotta eat. Yeah. You know, it's like, you're not killing children to survive. What do I get if I sign up for this cult? Uh, cancer. Oh. There was a, a few years back. <laughs> Boom! Take that, Bill Hicks. You're dead, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm alive. Mm, look at me. I'm breathing. A few years back, Reggie Watts did like a diehard battery commercial where it's like <laughs> him doing the whole Reggie Watts thing plugged into a diehard battery. And all the comments on YouTube were like, he's selling out. No, he's not. He's doing exactly what he does and getting yeah. paid for it. Yeah. That is not selling out. When you shit. when you have to change your creative vision, whatever, right. that's one thing. When Maria Bamford does her Target ads, where she's just doing what she does on stage, sure. fucking great. Yeah, Pay yeah. them to do their shit. That's I would great. much. I would much rather have. I would much rather rather have the people that I like and respect have a house. Oh yeah. <laughs> have a house. Yeah. You know, and and a place to raise their family and go to sleep at night as opposed to a lot of the comics that I know who've lived out of their cars. Right. Or live in shitty neighborhoods. Yeah. And know. like so my brother and I have often talked about how we're so thankful for the movie What Happens in Vegas because without it Children's <laughs> Hospital never would have happened because right. that's where Cordry met Lake Bell and so much of Children's Hospitals like Cordry was in this failed show with this one person or this terrible movie with someone. Right. Oh, yeah. And Children's Hospital is the best thing. It's yeah. so good. I, I think Rob Delaney is writing on some reality show now. I feel like I heard that somewhere. Some new Mad TV, or not Mad TV, MTV, like, like... Same thing. I think the M stands for Mad at this point. Yeah, it's one of their... I have feelings about MTV, but uh, <laughs> it's like one of those like Bam Marguerite, Margita jackass Margera. kind of like... Okay, thank you. Like margarine. I would love think, a Bam margarine. Think margarine. Right now. It's it's fake and horrible for I you. I should have. I made. We had salsa and, and nacho chips. I should have had Bam margaritas. Boom. No. Bad. You mean Bam? I do mean Bam, but I ain't gonna. So say. he's working on a show for MTV. Something like. Uh, and this is just like I think I kind of remember when he was on Bang Bang talking about this, but right. yeah, like there are comedy writers employed on absolutely reality shows to be like, what if. You had a donkey come in one day yeah. and just pitch comedy Sometimes ideas. Sometimes even talent. Oh, uh, we had Brandy Posey on uh, a couple months back, and she had done a... What was that show? It was, <laughs> you had a question. What was that Brandy Posey sh- uh, show that she'd been on? <sighs> now you're making me think about things that happened in the past, and that's not a good thing. Yeah. Anyway. Well, also, we were talking about... Before the air, we were talking about um, the Joe Schmo show, which, like, yeah. Natasha Leggero, Kristen Wiig... Yeah, uh, other people, but yeah, like, go for it. Yeah, employ the people I like. <laughs> yeah, I have no problem with that. N- mm-hmm. None whatsoever. Yeah. Gene, we have a question? We do have a question. What's my password for this YouTube thing so I can subscribe? <laughs> um, we have a question uh, from uh, Sam Varela. Oh, Sam Varela. Cool. Friend of the show, brunch uh, comedy. And- any word on the John Daly podcast? I want to know the answer to this question. Um. Forget Brett Gilman. Right. Let's go right to the John, We, I honestly don't know what I can and cannot say other than that we love John Daly. John Daly's... Who, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
For those of you who don't know John Daly's work, go look at like the. I think it might even be the the uh, the pilot of Parks and Rec. He plays the dude who's in the slide in the park. Poked <laughs> out with the room. I just yeah yeah. I just watched that the other day. I've been working on some of my own writing, and so kind of my um, my schooling, my lessons, as opposed to watching the state. I've yeah. been watching a lot of pilots, right? And just you know, seeing what works, and you know, uh, yeah, I did notice that John Daly on the slide. Yeah, um, uh, like Brett, like Brett Gilman, he does a lot of character work, um, um, performs around LA all the time. Yeah, really, really funny guy, really nice guy. Sappity Tappity is one of the funniest I things I've ever did. seen in my entire life. In my entire life, I went to Sappity Tappity this week for Halloween. Were either of you there? Oh no. It, uh, I don't do anything or go anywhere. Okay. This is something you need to understand. Okay. Um, I'm a big fan of Monster Mash humor. I feel like that is a unifying thread in, like, <laughs> comedy nerds. There's so many, like, the Mr. Show sketch about that, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there was so much great Monster Mash humor at Sabbaty Tabbaty <laughs> Show. Oh, it was amazing. He literally ended it out of costume. There was, like, a tombstone prop on stage. He just, like, kicked it over and just said under his breath, it was a graveyard smash. Nice. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. But yeah, we love John Daly. Yeah. You will definitely see lots of John Daly from Earwolf. As well you should. So the answer is no word yet. Yeah. Officially. Yeah, yeah, No yeah. comment. Yeah. But, um, Caroline, the record. Car- Caroline's winking and, and, and not nudging me. And doing the jerk-off motion. <laughs> Theater of the mind. That, needs to, that just needs to be like in more use for everyday like things. Like at press conferences. And yeah, 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 yeah. Look at this guy. <laughs> I did that all the time in opera school. <laughs> like, that's... Anytime I, I think of opera singers, I'm just like... Uh, <laughs> I um, see... This is the thing about that, though. I think masturbation has a place. Mm-hmm. I don't know if opera does. I think right. masturbation into the... I mean, you need to find something like... Now, I don't know. more. What's more in, inconsequential? <laughs> And, and and outmoded. Like, um, I don't know, coal tar shampoo for lice. <laughs> but how do you I convey that in a gesture? Is. Like shampoo made with coal tar. Well, I mean, I figured out when, when you explained it, but I never when you become lousy for traveling in steerage with a, with a bunch of filthy patties. <laughs> Gene. Sorry. I don't want to be I hate this, the Irish. <laughs> I don't want to be this person, but <laughs> there is late. a shocking amount of opera actually like songs about masturbation and stuff. Cause like, really? yeah, cause it's not English, so you can kind of get away with it. And like, yeah. it's also Cause it's like, European and it's always been racy. Well, and it's not just like, <laughs> I'm tugging at my dick. Like, it's like <laughs> the, my senses arose and there's like plenty of. It's flowery bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. There's oh, sure. plenty of flowery masturbation bullshit. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. Well, remember Victorian prudery is only 150 years old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so most places, uh. Most places up until, you know, the America is a weird place because we were settled by a bunch of religious a-holes and never really got away from it. So, you know, we've grudgingly accepted but the fact. But then there was Woodstock. You know, but, but, that's, but that's just backlash. So that's not healthy. I don't think it's healthy. It's a backlash. Backlashes are never healthy, which is why hippies are horrible. And you don't like Occupy. I, well, I don't like it. I well, not that I dislike it or like it. We, we've gone over this before. It's that it's pointless. <laughs> I don't... I, I think it's cool or whatever, but I was... Uh, on Is my it? Way, I was on my way from Earwolf to UCB one night, uh, and I, like, stopped at this area where there were benches to call my parents and tell them how I was doing. 
And then you call your parents on a bench. Are you making? Are you like taking benches apart like MacGyver and making some sort of ET thing? I just sat on one. Um, oh, so you were resting your bones, your weary bones, on a bench. Essentially, it made it sound like you were calling on the bench. Oh no! Okay. Yeah, um, using the bench to make. The bench. You, yes, there we go. Um, Over explaining. <laughs> but an occupied protest came by, and I get really interrupted my phone call. Are so, they roving? Are they roving now? They were handing out pamphlets. Oh Christ! I did not pick one up. Oh Christ! Because I have internet. I feel like I we internet. don't need pamphlets I anymore. Look, 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 protesters. I have internet. I get what you're saying. Yeah, doing. exactly. Handbills. Yeah. What? Maybe they were trying to hand you a pamphlet with a URL on it. And that's all. <laughs> with one of those QT scans oh, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah. Oh. No. 2011. It is 2011. It is. Come on now. Did they have signs? Probably. They were yelling a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, uh, copy editing, copywriting, we talked about for yeah. UCB. Are we back on that? Sure. Yes, because I, I, uh, <laughs> just, no, go. I'm a nuts and bolts kind of person. You it's are. fine. Am I? I think so. My wife builds all the furniture, so no. All right. All right. So <laughs> what kind of other stuff do you get to do? Uh, or have to do? One of my favorite things is for a long time I wrote the Earwolf Weekly newsletter, which is now a blog. Mm-hmm. We don't do it newsletter anymore, but, um. Not on a Ditto machine. <laughs> yeah, in the, the admin graph. office <laughs> yeah. just give us your fax number we'll send you it um, but that's really fun because like I kind of get to write it in my own voice like mm-hmm. I try to write in the host's voice for all the shows but that it can just be me and I'm a very enthusiastic person so like when I'm really excited about a guest I can like be excited about a guest right, right. and like really get into it so that's really fun um, and then a lot of website maintenance, boring stuff of just like... Oh, come on. Let's get into that. I make all the guest pages. <laughs> what using, are you using an HTML, HTML5, Flash? We're, we're in WordPress, yeah. Oh. What would you actually, if if, uh, if there's like a college student out there listening, or, or even a high school student, well, they who probably shouldn't take, be listening. Who, who wants to come and take your job? <laughs> what do like, they need to do? Yeah, what, what, what kind of stuff, what kind of skills do you need, people need to learn to be part of this... Kind of, I kind of, I, I came up. Uh, I mean, you're 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 younger than me by a, a, a thousand decade, years. Decade. Um, and I kind of was getting into college, coming out of high school at the time where like internet was starting to be in people's. You know, there's a, usually a the in front of it. Both of you guys, <laughs> you're the that's the second time in, you used internet. But I so hate when people say the Walmart that I just yeah, that's yeah. just not. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, like the first thing I ever saw on the internet or internet and was, internet at least. was like somebody in the school library pulled me over and was like, "Hey, check it out! There's movie previews online. Check out this." And we watched a preview for Con Air, and I don't, <laughs> I don't think history has held that up as like a great work of cinema or anything. But it was like, really, I don't know. I mean, I think it is. Let's see what Rotten Tomatoes says. Uh, but it was like. Wow, cool! We just saw this awesome movie preview and this exciting movie online, and it was exciting. And I, the when I first took like a college classes on internet stuff, it was like basic HTML, which I think like everybody knows now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I make HTML jokes all the time on Twitter. Yeah, that is not a joke. And it does. That's absolutely true. Yeah, and it doesn't really you know necessarily serve me. Right. Well, so that's why I'm curious about like. Yeah, you, you're of a younger generation who had the opportunity to actually... You're kids today, and you're, in, <laughs> and you're the internet. 
I mean, I mean, as far as like hanging out socially, whatever, yeah, it, 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 the age difference doesn't matter. But like, as far as what you have had an opportunity to learn is mm-hmm. leaps and bounds beyond what I did. Right. So yeah. that's why I'm curious. Not, not what I did. <laughs> well, Gene's an old man. They were counting on abacuses and stuff. Abacai? We do have an abacus in the office, just in as, case. As well. In case the internet goes down. <laughs> in case, in case you get taken over by the tongs and you need to count their opium money. Um. Let's see, uh, I think WordPress is so easy to learn, like, there's a lot of that, um, if you want to do what I do, which is not have skills and get jobs, which, like, I don't, I just am funny, and so, and I write, I read all the emails that come into Earwolf, and, um, I see all the people who want to work for us, which is a good amount, and if someone is not structuring their emails, not using good grammar, not capitalizing eyes, not using contractions. I don't read their email. I honestly think oh, that's it's hard big... to read. No, no, it's it's that's the thing is is you know even I write. I tend to write unless it's like a really strict business communication. I tend to write in the vernacular, especially in the in in, in instant messages. Mm-hmm. I will write as I speak. Oh right. Um, but but if I someone sent me an email like you know with typos and things mm-hmm. like that it's unless it's obvious that they're writing from the bottom of a well yeah. and their hands have been crushed boom that gets deleted i well, could not do that there's a way Horrible. to write human there's a way to write like right what's the word and stuff like that and incorporate it so that it does just seem like a conversation right. but yeah if to me that's like the biggest thing is just don't act like you're an illiterate fuck yeah like act like because it's the internet like you can just like, type like you're doing a text message or right. something. Still maintain professionalism. Mm-hmm. I think that that's so yeah. important. I mean, if, if I, I've, I've, I've tweeted some things or texted things, like, when I'm driving. And at that point, I, you know, if I have to get something out and it's that important, like a really good joke, um, the, then, you know, I've missed. St- I actually do typos all the time. But, but you know, it's, if you have time to compose yourself, mm-hmm. if you have more than two seconds to do something, right. there's no excuse for it. Especially if you want to get a job somewhere, like yes. at a place like Earwolf, where yes. maybe people think that just because like it's an internet company, like things are looser, but we we want to put out a good product and we want people to enjoy working with us. So like if you exhibit professionalism, right. that's number one. Oh boy, we're out there. <laughs> so, so, so it's still some of the basic tenets of just, yeah, being a professional. And, yeah. Um, as, as far as the technical side, though, you can... Way to put a bow on that, Brody. Word, WordPress and... <laughs> yeah, uh, just WordPress is really easy. I think uh, any Libsyn, Podbean, any of those hosting things, they're really easy to figure out. I mean, just... It, I think that being, like, excited and curious about it is so much more important than actually having the knowledge. Like... Right. Being willing to put in the time because it is like every six months there's a new program, you know, yeah. it's it's constantly changing. So be know that and be ready to learn the new system and don't be afraid to like screw up. Right, right. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing too that that I think is the you know anything comedy especially, but life in general, you're gonna fuck stuff up. Oh yeah, you're gonna fucking fuck stuff up. You're gonna just plow into the ground and be horribly horribly ashamed of yourself at any number of points in your life yeah just do it and who cares for about five hours on wednesday the who charted file didn't play properly no it's because my fault it was because i didn't copy something incorrectly and happens that's exactly what i was talking about yeah that was the example you knew that that i was holding it was me yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well i mean that's pretty much the you know 
The worst thing. The worst thing that anyone's ever done ever. Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm afraid to leave this house when I'm done. There's an angry <laughs> mob you, outside. That's where you should be. Well, yeah. o- Occupy Brody's front room is moving right. in right now <laughs> to, to ensure that you know, you're shamed publicly. Yeah. As, as I should be. As well you should be. So, um, what is your, your, some of your ideas as far as where you might end up, like, goal-wise, career-wise? I, I feel like I'm so young, and because I did spend so much of my life training in opera, I started training when I was 11, and I started singing professionally when I was 7, so, like, I feel like I'm starting totally over now, I don't want to limit anything, if someone wants to give me a job on a reality show, you know, cleaning up horse shit, I'll do it, like... Would that be a great reality show? <laughs> no. Didn't they do that? Wasn't it depends that on who life? you have. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, it was one of the simple lives. Yeah, for like. sure. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, like, I like the idea of me being a writer because I'm funny. Um, I can vouch for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the jury's out. No. I just, I just like TV a whole bunch. Yeah, so, I just... You know, we'll do anything. The job that I hopefully will be starting soon is as a writer's assistant, so Which, hopefully that yeah, leaks me. This is the job that Brody covets. <laughs> if people um, outside of L.A. probably even know this, that... Not, you know, because people outside of L.A. Uh, know, the no. flyover states. Maybe. When I say that, let me make that clear. I, I mean you, the little people. The horrible, horrible trolls <laughs> that live Omaha. in between the coasts. As a, as a person who eating also, your Eating at your hometown buffet... With your extra cheese on your baked potatoes. As, as a person who also did not live in Los Angeles and did not necessarily know all the inner workings of how things work. Unlike now. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Caroline and I were talking about this, like, you know, you come to L.A. and you find out, oh, okay, there's something called a post-production apartment and there's something called this and that. But I think most people know writer's assistant jobs are, like, the go-to thing, like, that are hard to get and are really, really helpful. I was at a yes. I was at a Agreed, UCB show bro. this week that um, where they interview people from the audience and improvise off of it. And the person they brought on stage was a writer's assistant. And they asked like, "What's the best part of your job? What's the worst part of your job?" He could not think of a worse part of his job. He was like, "It's <laughs> it's the best job on the planet." Like yeah. you just talking to schmucks like you. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Uh, but yeah. So hopefully that comes through. If not, I will do anything. If you are listening to this, <laughs> I will suck your dick. I will do it. <laughs> Anything. There's a, there was, I was, I was. The Shaky Town first. <laughs> exclusive offer here. <laughs> Let's get that on the Twitter. <laughs> I was thinking about, I was thinking about that, the, the, oddly enough, talking about giving someone a blowjob to get work in Hollywood. The whole Marilyn Monroe thing, the whole screening of movie, I can't remember what movie. It's probably apocryphal, because I don't think she's that smart, but, um, the whole, uh, the movie was a success, the screening was a success, and I'll never have to suck another dick in this town again. Right, right. But, odd. I'll totally suck anyone's dick. <laughs> you know, depending on depending on the job and the amount of money and the security, I'm fellatio is fine. How long can it last? How yeah. long can it be? I, yeah. So. It's not like it's in prison and you're going to get AIDS. Also, it might just be fun. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. That's true. Well, you're a girl, so it might be more fun for you than for a dude. That's very heteronormative. (laughs) Right. Good word. I appreciate using it on this podcast. No problem. I did (laughs) take nine hours of women and gender studies courses. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. Women and gender studies. Getting more cents on the dollar than me. All that stuff. Yeah, that sucks. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) 
I'm about to throw Brody through the glass ceiling. Oh. <laughs> you, you knew the podcast would go this direction. Feminism puns. Who doesn't know that? I do. <laughs> but we either go there or talk about wrestling. I mean, okay. Right. That's usually the Which year. can get into gender relations it there. Could, yeah. It could. We could talk about the Let's first intergender champion of all time, which was China. Um, now known for doing. Things. I don't know. I've seen the, I've seen her naked. She has a cock, dude. That's the largest clitoris I've ever seen. On on and you've on, seen a on, lot on, on on. Well, comparatively speaking, <laughs> the sampling that I well now that there's pornography on internet, <laughs> I, 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 I can say that you mean the pornography. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I can say I've seen quite a few clitoris or clitori, oh. clitorises. Do you keep count? Uh, yeah, I have a clicker. Hand, okay. hand, hand clicker. Yeah. See, I think you could come up with a clever name for it. A clicker that counts that. But I'm not going to say it. A clitoris? Oh, I'm about to snap a towel at you. Because we're in a steam room, apparently. Yeah, yeah I don't know if we mentioned that. I would, Shaky Town Studio slash sauna. Yeah. Well, Bathhouse. That heater stays yeah. long, long enough and the air get, outside yeah. gets warm. It might end up being a... And we bring in those, like, Portuguese <laughs> men. Right. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Is there a slang term for Portuguese? I don't know, Gene, but I'm sure we shouldn't say it if there is. I'm just curious, because I never really... I mean, there are a lot of places in the country where there are is a large Portuguese community. Maybe they're just so awesome that there's never been like a... Hey, you... Tin, tin can so heads. Are you asking for like a slang term or yeah, for a slang slur? Yeah, slang or racist. Yeah, like... Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. like Yes, a, a racial slur. Okay. I don't know. I, know, I, I do I'm love antiquated racial slurs, though. That is, like, one of my favorite Wikipedia searches. It's, like, <laughs> ones that have totally gone where it's, like, for, like, a poor Belgian or something like that. Right. Oh, I love those. <laughs> what, was, what is a poor Belgian? Oh, gosh. I don't remember. But I used to keep track. I mean, when I was in college and didn't well, want Belgium, to Well, Belgium's a weird place because you have the Walloons and the, um, what the other ones, the non-Walloons, the Counter Walloons. I don't know. I was in love with a Belgian girl. She was a waitress at Denny's in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I totally fell for her. Like, she actually Belgian, or was she of Belgian descent? She spoke Belgian, and her mom was like, "I met her mom at some point. Mm-hmm. We never dated. I hung out with her a lot, and it just never crossed the." And she was primary. a waitress at Denny's. Yeah. I'm really proud that no one's made a Belgian waffle joke. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I was more interested in finding out first off whether she's, she was ethnically Belgian or whether she was by nationality Belgian before I went there. Right. And then I was just uninterested in the story <laughs> at all. Because I found the racial slur database. Nice. Let's do oh, that. Oh, goodness. Oh, one time, I forgot what I was even Googling, but I found <laughs> this, uh, like, this terrible uh, anti-Semitic... Uh, like children's book, oh, and oh it was God. so good. It was oh, about like a new one or an old. One? No, really old, like okay. super old. And right, it was right, like, right. and the Jew man's large nose crushed all the people in town. Oh, what? So no. great! I wish I remembered what I looked up so I could find it again. It was on some like college's website. It was like in their database oh, for, right, 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 right. for their anti-Semitism yeah. class. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the best. That's the the really disconcerting thing about um, part of the the Occupy protests. Is like those old uh, so-called anti-Zionist, you know, conspiracy nuts are kind of like coming back into it. Right. And, um, 
Yeah, I saw, I actually literally saw a sign at Occupy LA where it was like dollar signs and stars of David. It's yeah, like, what? Um, what the fuck? How can you, you not high? love Jews? That's what I don't understand. Like, <laughs> once... some, of, some of my best co-hosts are Jews. <laughs> Partial. I'm not, but I'm, you know what? I, I realized something that Ben Stiller was on the the Saturday Night Live. And, um, <laughs> and you said I, that the most, in the most Jewish way, the Saturday Night Live. <laughs> well, culturally, I'm Jewish. My, my, okay. I was raised mostly by my grandfather, who is Jewish, was Jewish. Um, but I am not because it's matrilineal and my grandmother, my maternal grandmother was Catholic. So, but his mother, Catholic. He is not a Jew, technically. Just like me. <laughs> but he's half Jewish as opposed to I'm a quarter. Right. So, still enough to get gassed. But fuck those guys. That was sad. For all the Jews that were too stupid to leave Europe before that happened. My, look, my family left Poland when the pogroms started, uh, like in 1904, mm-hmm. they like saw the writing on the wall and went to England, where they're still anti-Semitic, but they just tend not to kill Jews. Right, right. <laughs> so they're gone. They were just gone. But a lot of folks, it, actually, I was looking up some genealogy, and um, like a lot of my relatives who did not leave. That's by the way, no gonna, longer. That's going to be our spinoff uh, podcast, genealogy. And Boom. So it's all going to be about Gene See George's family me, tree. Me, burp, no, anyway. we're not doing that. No, let's not do that. That's that's actually, a horrible, that's horrible why Caroline here is. We're trying to lure her away for the to the Shaky Town Network, so I can talk. We about... We need an intern, don't we? <laughs> I can start a podcast talking about my barbershop lineage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Seriously, you, like there is not a barbershop podcast out there. I guarantee. You oh, it's, it's gonna be so bad. Oh yeah. Oh, it's the worst. I the worst. know already that it's the worst podcast. It, I don't think it could possibly be the worst. You know what? Because it's about something. Probably by people that are interested in it. And this, that can that makes it by definition could not because there are podcasts out there that aren't about anything by people who are fucking it. And this is a segue into something I want to talk to you about. Let's do that. Okay. I found. I hopefully don't have sauce on my face. Because podcasters face. hate that. <laughs> um. So this is something I wanted to talk about was uh, I because I find it terribly interesting. Um, terribly. 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 And you're actually a person who can speak with some authority about this. Uh, the whole Earwolf Challenge thing was a, a real big controversy for those people who are obsessive about podcasts. Because yeah. it was a... All seven. And <laughs> Gene and I even talked about it a lot because... Brody talked about it a lot and I said, shut up, Brody. Yeah, I feel shut like up, you Brody. had really good comments on AST. Like, shut up, Brody. I yeah. said, shut up, Brody. And you, and you had the great shut up, Brody comments. <laughs> um, thank you, by the way. Um... There were things I loved about it and things I hated about it, and mm-hmm. I realized I would only hate those things because I cared, and right. I was, like, overall counted myself as a fan of it. Mm-hmm. And the, the concept basically was, it was the first, like, podcast competition where people submitted or their... Or pod competition. Com- yes. Yeah. Where people submitted their podcast, and they got listened to by... Um, Professional podcasters, yeah, exactly. essentially, and, and 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 sometimes also just professional comedians. This is kind of like the Wright brothers, Wright brothers judging your crummy homemade airplane <laughs> at this point in the game. Well, it, Entertainment professionals who are podcasters, I would say. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Because professional podcaster really would be like, oh, you didn't put the seven wings that are going to collapse on themselves up right. Right, correctly. Right. Yeah. This really is 1907 in terms of like <laughs> podcast technology. Oh yeah. Definitely. Now, I mean, we're going to get a little meta referential 
here because uh, I wanted to say, like, you know, Gene and I started this podcast in 2010. We'd started developing it, like, at the end of 2009. There wasn't, uh, there was great podcasts around, but it wasn't the boom yet. Mm -hmm. Like, we were the last people in, I think, literally, the last two people in through the door before the boom started. I like to think so. Yeah. I like to think we were the first shitty hangers on. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, we're in a position where we would be closer to the competitors mm-hmm. as opposed to the Earwolf Network. I mean, we're two guys. Just two guys. Hey! Yeah, you know. So, um, I'm interested in hearing your perspective as a person who was there for the challenge, uh, what you thought of it, what you thought of, um, the reaction to it, mm-hmm. and what you think, as a person who's come here to L.A., uh, Primarily, even though you're looking for other, you know, right, but, stable employment, yeah. secure employment, like, you are here to work for Earwolf, like, yeah. that's a big driving yeah. factor, so what you think makes a good podcast? Jimmy Pardo was just on The Wolf Den, and I think it was really great, if you're listening to it, definitely listen to that, but um, he talked about how something he liked with our network was that each show is very structured, like, uh, Who Charted, for instance, like... It's it's just a comedians having fun podcast. Yeah, just 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 so we can be professional about this, Jim Pardo, Jimmy Pardo, never not funny. One of the uh, earliest and and most uh, I guess uh, fundamental of the comedy podcasts. Yeah. Uh, Matt Belknap is co-host and general other guests. And also, by the way, the Wolf Den is Jeff Ulrich. Yes, yes. Uh, right. we, I don't know if his title is CEO or yeah, co-founder and CEO. Yeah. If for some Wolf, reason he if, hosts it and talks about the business of podcasts and internet. Right. If for some reason you have not listened to Never Not Funny, shut our shitty podcast <laughs> off and go to nevernotfunny.com and listen to their. They, they're still doing free twenty minutes free. Yeah. Well, and, and then subscribe. Yeah, Jimmy's one of the only ones who's actually like. I think his financial system is so great of it's, like, right. listeners paying. Like, I think that that's so ideal, even though sure. not everyone wants to, not every listener wants to pay for their podcasts. Right. Yeah, no, almost no one does. Right. Because, well, mostly because the market is free. So. Yeah, yeah, But But it's worth paying for. I, I actually, I haven't re-upped my subscription in, a, like, a season or two because I don't listen to podcasts, as I say, all the time. Because I don't have time. But it's worth paying for. It's worth oh, yeah. a few that's worth paying for. Don't, you know, donate to podcasts. Uh, if they have donations, we have a donation page, whatever. But but it's certainly worth... It's entertainment. And you're paying oh, yeah. for entertainment. I would I, I would have and do pay to see Jimmy Pardo on stage. Mm-hmm. He's a really funny man. And it's worth supporting yeah. that. Right. Absolutely. As but, a business model. Uh, he talked about, like, Who Charted, which is one of our shows where Howard Kramer and Cool Up Velisock... They take a music chart, so like Billboard top dance singles, the weekend box office charts, and then like a made up chart about the guest. And it just ends up being comedians talking and having fun, right. but there's that structure. And to me, that's what I look for in any new podcast I'm adding is like, what's the compelling factor beyond this and what's the structure? So I think that that's. And, and you listen to us and why? <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen to plenty of like just chat shows Jordan Jesse Go is one of my favorites which is Jesse Thorne I've never Thorne heard of those guys yeah, do they no. do this show no no Jesse Thorne no one's really heard of him in podcasting no. yeah and um you know that's just a chat show but there seems sure. to be a structure within it where like they'll bring up certain bits or whatever I mm-hmm. think that's now that the market is so saturated with podcasts if you're about to start a podcast don't <laughs> don't you fuck nuts um, like let me let me just let me be emphasize that mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, structure it and also like I feel like every 
podcast about podcasts has said this, but throw away your first episode or your first two or three episodes. Yeah. We do, on Earwolf, we do pilots. Like, if a comedian wants to have a show, they'll do a pilot, they'll get notes, we'll talk about it, and, you know, it might take a few pilots until their show's on the network. Except ours, I think we really made it a point to be awesome coming right out of the gate. And we did. And I our, mean, goal, our, and our view of what is awesome has changed. No. <laughs> not mine. <laughs> the goalposts have moved a little bit, but my mental, you're right. You're my, absolutely right. My mental rigidity is unchallengeable. <laughs> Speaking of challenges, can you speak to what your ideas about were as far as that goes? Now, basically, there's ten. it was ten people. Ten podcasts. Ten podcasts that went in. It got narrowed down. There was a lot of controversy. It was like Podcast Thunderdome. Yeah, exactly. Ten podcast center, one podcast. Lives. And like with any reality show, and we will talk about oh god, damn. <laughs> the one you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, there are people who nece- weren't necessarily either there, the one they were rooting for didn't win, or they weren't necessarily fans of the one who did win. Right. And that happens on any show. Uh, you would think because it's still such a tight knit community. It's mm-hmm. a small community when you compare it to the size of the American population, let alone the world. You'd think everybody would be a good sport about it. You'd think yeah. everybody would be pretty cool about it, right? And uh, and all our challengers were like yes. all the people in the show were so good. They've been on each other's shows now. Uh, yeah. Our second place guys were from Australia, the Little Dum Dum Club, and when they came, they like did shows with our winner, totally lame, like. You know, everyone's been on everyone's shows. Everyone gets along really well. So they were much more mature than a lot of the listeners and forum posters. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you chalk that up to? Is it something special about comedy audiences or podcast audiences or the internet? Or is it... Internet. <laughs> but I'm asking. And I'm pointing to Caroline. It's just internet. And I'm doing a jerk off motion. Um, I'm pointing to the intern, Caroline. Um, oh, intern at... Yeah. She's the intern at ETTE. Because I'm small. Because um, uh, you're, you're a delicate flower. I use that phrase to describe myself so frequently. Boom, see? Like, um, but, oh, why were people so into it? I don't know. It's... Our third place winners were this great sketch show out of New York called Left Handed Radio. I highly recommend you download an episode. So funny. I Those guys are so great, guys and girl. But, um... When they got eliminated, people were so angry, and I left a comment on the forum. I tried not to do too much of it, but I was like, I hope everyone's using their angry energy to go subscribe to the show, leave a positive review on iTunes, tweet them, like, all that stuff. Right. And they were like, they just wanted to complain, but you can still listen to that show. You can still support that show. You right. can be the one supporting that right. show. So, I, I don't... I don't know. I feel like there were only two or three people that really got people, like, were really riled up and everyone just responded to that. But yeah. for the most part, like, I love our listeners. Like, they're just such amazing people. And, you know, competitions get people in a mood. But for the most part, people yeah. have been really cool. Like, you know, I had brunch with Elizabeth Lame, the host of Totally Lame, who won. Who, I just love that show and I love her. And she was saying... She was scared when they started on Earwolf that all the comments would be so negative because there were so many negative comments. No, people have been so nice and friendly to her, so I think just competition brings out the edge in people. Yeah. You just need to develop a much more um, finely honed sense of contempt for uh, for the listener. <laughs> That's really the key. That's what I've tried to do. I've tried to basically... Yeah, fuck the people listening to this. Uh, this well, I, I've said it before and I'll say it right now for the hundredth time. 
I'm doing this for me. I don't give a crap about anybody out there. He's like the G.G. Allen of podcasts. Yeah, I am also going to eat a big bowl of my own feces, <laughs> cut myself, and then die. <laughs> I just found out that Francis Bean Cobain did an art show at one of my favorite places in, in Los Angeles at the La Luz Gallery, mm-hmm. um, also known as Soap, also known as Wacko, in East Hollywood. La Luz de Jesus. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, that's God. Did an art show under a synonym. Uh, I mean, a pseudonym. A synonym? A synonym for what, Brody? <laughs> also a synonym. <laughs> Uh, did it, and it was like G- a pseudonymous show. And it was like portraits of or painting at least one of Gigi Allen. Poser. No, that's not nice. Uh, no, Gigi Allen. Oh yes, by G- far. G- <laughs> well, Gigi Allen was like starting out as like a he started out doing basically like bubblegum pop and like garage rock and just went more and more crazy. Crazy, yeah, crazy. I think is the operative term. And. Um, I just remember, I mean, he's he well, he was crazy for a very long time. Yeah. Very, very long time. Nutbag. Scatological, that was the other word I was looking for. Okay. That's a pseudonym. That was her pseudonym, scatological. That's what scat is, right? That is what scat is. Um Nailed it. Scatman Hubbard. Your entire life. Is it? <laughs> oh man, no, I said something funny. I, I'll think. Is it? Yeah, okay. no. Go. Sweet. I'll go with it. Go, go pitch I'll pilots that. is that. Bring him with you and go, hey, what, what's this guy? Uh-huh. <laughs> what are you, huh? I was just reading a, a Jane Espenson comment. Espenson? Yes. Um, I bet she's a writer, Buffy, and Battlestar Galacta, a bunch of shows. And she was talking about Battlestar Galacta? I said Battlestar Galacta. No, you didn't. Can I just get Play the back. fucking comment out? <laughs> I am giving you extra shit today. Yeah, you are, and I'm What's extra up? sensitive to it. <laughs> the salsa has made my blood run hot. Yeah. It's getting hotter in here than an Earwolf Challenge comment. Boom! Um, Why have I been saying boom this entire episode? I hate it. I Go, do. Yeah, the, the 2% joke. Like, the two, only 2% of the people will get it. Yeah. Um, what is What are some of the things that are kind of obscure but that have made you laugh? Like, whether it's a throwaway gag on a Parks and Rec episode or just something recently that you saw that you laughed and you were pretty sure it was written just for you. Oh, gosh. You know, there's, like, there's a hand... Oh, you know what it was? It was a DC Pearson comment. He's this amazing comic that I love so much. He does a show at UCB called Shitty Jobs, and um, someone made a comment that was, I'm going to see the sequel for Waiting for Godot, and he responded, Don't you mean Waiting for Godot's? That's a pretty amazing joke. Yeah, that's, that's, a really that's good pretty joke. me. Yeah. That's a really good joke. Yeah. I wish I would have thought of that. Yeah. What about Eugene? Anything make you laugh recently? Oh, everything I say. Um, no, uh, no, actually, it was something I said, and I laughed like an idiot at the time. And there's all kind. Of, I, I can't possibly think of. I can't possibly think of something specific like that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that I said that made me laugh like an idiot and then laugh at an idiot like an idiot because I was laughing at something I said. It was, guy cut me off. It, I, I tweeted about it like a week ago. Um, and I said, way to go, Archduke Ferdinand. <laughs> and cracked myself the fuck up. Right. And I was just like, I, and I was, I was just in my head about that for the longest time because it was so funny to me. So we just both like pop culture puns. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Likes a strong word, but they they <laughs> they hit me where I live. Yeah. yeah. Guilty pleasure, I would say. Yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah. That that's the last thing that I can recall. Just like being, and I was impressed with myself. It was like I didn't. I 
I was a observer of my own comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't actually. It was because it was such in the moment. This dude just cut me off, and I've been thinking about the, the whole. I'm tired of the douchebag phrase, you know, just the turn of phrase, calling people douchebags, and and I'd been thinking about it for a couple of days, and it just kind of like came to me and killed me, absolutely killed me. Like I didn't say it. Like somebody else. Yeah. Like like, like a Paul Tompkins had said it. Yeah. And just leaving the f out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to compact this show. Okay. So. Um, yeah, like like someone I really you know liked had said something really funny, and it killed me like that. And I never laugh at. Generally, I'm not like a fan of laughing at my own stuff. But yeah. I, and then I was so like in my head about laughing at my own stuff that that just killed me again. Right. Yeah. yeah. I I have a for like my kind of inside joke for myself uh, that'll speak to that is uh, I'm a big Amy Sedaris fan. Mm-hmm. Like I love her. I would uh, have sex with her. I would, I would... You'd give her a blowjob. Yes. There you for, go. But only for work. <laughs> no, I mean, this like... This is a strict business transaction. <laughs> like just one to of get people. a job as her official blowjob giver. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, we're now. down the rabbit hole there. Um, That's a snake that eats itself, <laughs> or a blowjob that gives itself a blowjob. <laughs> if we're following through on the... Yes, end. which we must. Um, she, on the commentary for a Strangers with Candy episode, there was just a part where the scene, like, the act break, actually, is just Jerry, something bad's happening, she, like, shrugs, she goes, sad, and Amy Sedaris is like, that's my, uh, my, my secret of acting, is that you just speak the emotions of having to act it. <laughs> and so just every once in a while, something on TV happens, I'm watching TV with the wife, the wife, the Megan. With wife. Yeah. Um, I'll... I'll, I'll just look sad. In the future, there will be no articles. <laughs> and it's like one of those things. It's Sorry, like, in future, there will be no articles. Right, yes. Like, I don't even know if anybody else would get that if I did that out in public. Yeah. I definitely have all the commentaries from the state memorized. Yeah. And I definitely reference them. I d- okay, I love the state. The state is my show. I love Mr. Show, and I love Scott Ackerman, who worked on Mr. Show, and he's an amazing boss. But He is the Ackerman. He is. He's boss man Ackerman, but the state is, is my jam. And um, there's a sketch, Dan the very popular and openly gay high school student, and he has a quote on there where he says, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm through with lies. And I've just said that forever because I love that so much. And it wasn't until I was re-watching that episode the other day that I was like, I've been quoting the state forever. That just reminds me of commentaries in, in, on nerdy yeah, things. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. I, I just things make me laugh all the time. I can't think of anything specific. And and inside inside baseball kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of commentary, and we were talking about working in this business and working in reality. In this business called reality. And TV. a former company or former employer of mine and produces a show called Work of Art. You had some commentary oh about that. I, and if we're, we're nothing, have I talked about this on the on a mic before? We're, we're do, nothing, you, do you do a mini set about nothing this? else but timely on this show? <laughs> to, so I don't know if I've ranted about this before. No, you ranted about cupcake wars. Uh, I, I don't even know where to start. It's so bad that a show cupcake wars is bad. And I swear I talked about this in the show. Maybe I've just talked. Why to you about is cupcake five, wars bad? Five hundred times. You can tune into our uh, mini okay, show about that. Okay. I'm going I'm I'm right. to nutshell this for okay, you. Okay. Cupcake Wars is bad because, one, it's fucking cupcakes. Okay. Not curing cancer or rocket scientists. It isn't even like 
baking as a general thing or pastry, being a pastry chef. Okay. It's making goddamn cupcakes. They've got to make a show where people are making cupcakes and talk about cupcakes like they mean something other than a fucking cupcake. That's bad enough. Okay. But. But. Uh, they, they make puns. In the show, oh, I know about cupcakes. I watch cupcakes. Oh, I well, wait, wait. I'm, fin- I'm I gotta nutshell this first, and then we'll work into how work of art is awful. That kills me when you're scraping the bottom of the barrel to make a pun. Whenever if, you know what, if it comes naturally, mm-hmm. more power to you. But when you clumsily interject puns into things, and the, the the judges are so awful, and the guest judges are usually the worst, where you know it's like. This Vietnam War Memorial cupcake made me feel like my legs had just got blown off by an improvised VC munition. You know, it's like, what? And it's it's just horrible. It's horrible, horrible shit. Okay, that's bad. I hate it. Makes me want to kill people. Work of art. It's something that's even more trivial and subjective art criticism. They, it's something that is so completely like disconnected with any sort of reality. You can't judge it and then make a decision based on it. Mm. You know, it's like it. it I, and then the icing on the cupcake, everyone, is uh, was was. There's one person on the show who gives their pieces like twenty word titles, and my my wife has a has a master's degree from RISD in photography she's an artist yeah and um my joke whenever i do anything like in the backyard if i have a pile of leaves i call it man's in humanity demand my new installation piece and but her titles this this girl on the show her titles are like you know i saw the light coming through the window parentheses and wrote a manifesto about my feelings close parentheses it's like the fuck it's it's like a you did a block art based on like a kid told you a story. That was the fucking challenge. Like I really just want this is in another world entirely. I'm so angry about this. It's not even funny anymore. Not even funny to me. I'm just mad. It's a show. It's a show. People watch the show. My wife watches the show. Why? Why? I hate American Idol. I because I've been training and singing professionally since yeah. I was seven years old, right. and nothing about that show is accurate at all to sure. music, like no, on but, no level. Yeah, and I, I definitely feel that same way. Yeah. You know. But once they get past the humiliating, horrible auditions, it's a popularity, a singing popularity contest. Singing appearance and right. sad story. It's a singing. Po- that's the other thing too. Every reality show. Where if you dwell, if, if unless it's a reality show about the hardships you went through when your parents abused you or you were an mm-hmm. orphan, I don't want to fucking hear about it. Right. I don't give a flying fuck about your artificial drama in a cupcake show or your artificial drama in a work of art show. Right. At least I get American Idol because it's a popularity contest. It's mm-hmm. pop scene. They, they all are either at least barely professional or moderately suck. Well, yeah, pop vocal technique is not challenging. It's so simple to master. Right. So it's to guise the show as a singing competition is just ridiculous. Like, they, like, show them at their coachings. You're not going to become a better singer in that amount of time because pop singing... Especially not when Barry Manilow is coaching you. Or Miley Cyrus, people, Lady Gaga and stuff. Like, it's so not about that. I wish that they would just, like... 
full out like this week's challenge is who has the most outrageous outfit and this week's challenge is like who does the best dance break or like who makes you know the best eye contact with a kid in a wheelchair in the audience like, this week's challenge is who can shut up and sit in a bus for 20 hours to go to the next county fair right no exactly like like back to the old challenge like to me that was every challenge we had was actually like a thing that a podcast deals with which right. is like structuring it audio quality intros all that sort of stuff, like interacting with a guest, stuff like yeah. that. Right. Like, I just hate that American Idol, just don't pretend it's a singing show. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why, like, Project, Run- Project Runway is one of the few shows that it's like, even though I have problems with it every now and again, most of the time, I, <laughs> all the time, every episode, mm-hmm. uh, at least it's like, these people are doing a task. They are good. Yeah. And I can even... Well, and that's the other thing about work of art that pisses me off is, is like they threw they threw these people together to do a collaborative art piece, something that never happens in the art world. Right. It's not like you run into an artist and say, "Hey, let's go force out an artwork out in, of art to in forty disparate. minutes." Yeah, yeah and, and yeah, and we have overnight in, from our disparate. Like you want to do work about how your parents' suicide affected you, and yet I do pop art about clowns. Let's jam that shit together because that fucking never happens in the real world. <laughs> yeah. In, at least, you know, I have friends who are in the fashion industry, in the design industry, working for, like, the studios, where or, or for the theater, where someone comes in and says, you know that Davy Crockett theme we're going to do on the show? It's not that anymore. It's Renaissance Italy. Right, yeah, and yeah, yeah, you have to do all the costumes over, and you have 48 else. hours before yeah. the show opens. Totally a thing that happens yeah. in the real world. And that's what kills me about it. Right. Cup, cu- fucking Cupcake Wars... No eccentric millionaire walks into your cupcake shop and says, I'll give you two hours to create right. a thousand cupcakes, and I also want to display for them. Yes. You know, it's like, what? No. No, this is artificial bullshit. I'm going to put that I, on my list of things to do when I become an eccentric, eccentric millionaire. <laughs> Absolutely. I still think that that belongs on the rung of reality show above let's pay rich people to watch how rich they are. Like yeah. Kardashians, Jersey Shore, yeah, yeah, any yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least they are actually like physically doing things. I don't want to pay rich people to be rich. Again, the Barbershop Quartet podcast thing is, <laughs> is there's, there's a thing where people are interested in it, yeah. and, it and it has content versus I, we're just watching dumb rich people do things. Yeah. Like the simple life. <laughs> yeah, I have to recuse myself of this whole I conversation. Know. I know. Pretty much. I love it all and all the people who work on all those shows. How do you guys feel about Say Yes to the Dress? I haven't watched it. I, I think I've oh, I, so I think I watched good. some of that. It's I think really my, good. My, my wife was, uh, like a wedding, was a wedding blogger. Uh-huh. Uh, and now she's married. She can't wait to get divorced so she can do it all again. Right. <laughs> so I think she knew somebody on that show or, okay. or like a, a blog she yeah. was friendly with. Like they were on the show getting the dress something like that yeah and we saw it I think we actually saw some was there a special where there are like top 10 moments you missed yes there are yes yeah there was yeah Netflix instance got me real into <laughs> wedding and pageant shows oh and dance moms did either of you watch dance nope. moms no can't, I can't I can't do the dance moms or the uh, or the toddlers and tiaras they are so different though and I'm, I'm just saying I'm just saying yeah the, 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 I have a two and a half year old daughter who, right who's really into ballet and and gymnastics and, yeah yeah well and i did dance as a young young lady as mm-hmm. well like with dance moms the girls are so great like the actual girls like 
like whenever they're in their little interviews, they're like, I just think it's nice that we all get to have fun today. Like they're the best. And it's the moms, the right moms that are shit. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm so not a reality TV show watcher, but I have Netflix instant. Yeah. So I've seen uh, Pat, King of Pageants, King of Crowns, something like that. That was TLC. That oh, right. The dude that was on the pageant show. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, there was a show like Star Kids or something like that. That was, was wait a minute, hold on a second. I, have to, I gotta back up for a second. Yes. Yeah, I just said the least informational thing. <laughs> he he was I, on the thing that did the thing. Yeah, I just said the least. We all knew what you meant. <laughs> I know. But in my heart, I am unhappy with that. He was the he was one of the judges or people that were a consultant on Toddlers and Tears. Yeah. That they focused on his work. That's right. that's what I that's what I should have said if I was actually saying something that had content. Right. Right. Did either of you watch the show where it was Danny Bonaducci training like young kid actors or whatever? No, but did you see that Emma Stone was when she was like sixteen was on a show to um, cast the next Partridge Family? Oh, I remember that show. Yeah, she was on there. Oh wow! That I enjoyed watching that because I am a such a better singer than Emma Stone, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one thing I have on her. She's canoodling with Ryan Gosling all the time. I'm a better singer than her. Are they canoodling? Well, yeah, we haven't um, talked about this yet, but... uh, Ryan Gosling? Is your boyfriend, right? Yes, yes. I'm so glad we brought that up. (laughs) I try to at least have ten tweets about Ryan Gosling a day so that it'll show up if he has a Google alert or I can get it to trend (laughs) or something like that. But yeah, Ryan Gosling and I are very happy together. You will hear that he's with Ava Mendes, and you'll see pictures of him and Emma Stone, but no, no, that's not true. Yeah, are you a fan of this uh, feminist Ryan Gosling meme? I am absolutely a fan. Or did did you start it? I did not start it. I'm also a fan of there's a who's cuter, Ryan Gosling or a puppy meme that's going around right now. Pretty great. Pretty great meme. What kind of puppy? Any. They'll get like... Ryan Gosling, like, making a silly face, and then a puppy making a silly face, and it's just the best. Silly face, he has Bell's palsy. Have some respect. I have s- nothing but respect for Ryan Gosling. That's like not true. I have <laughs> such terrible, terrible thoughts about it. <laughs> That's not disrespectful these days. No. Mm-hmm. So if people want to follow these horrible thoughts on your... And <laughs> Ryan Gosling. When you share them on your tweets, yeah, uh, they Car- can find you at uh, on Twitter. Yeah, Caroline E. and... Yeah. And uh, you also have, uh, you, you mentioned a, a blog you have? Yeah, it's Tumblr is Caroline and Facebook is Caroline and It's all linked on my Earwolf page, so oh. go there, yeah. And the the uh, the new YouTube channel is, uh, when is it coming out? It starts it's Monday. Already, starts Monday. It's, yeah. it's, it's there now. Yeah. It's go there now. now. Yeah. Yes, go subscribe. Where is it? Say it again. Uh, YouTube.com slash Earwolf, and we'll probably link it from Earwolf, so if you just want to go to the homepage. I, just, I never visit the I don't have any need to. We've got good <laughs> blogs coming out. I just, no, I just... I do want to talk about that. Because I do joke about it on the podcast. Not me not listening to podcasts. Oh. I do feel guilty about it. Yeah. But you're do, a busy man. You have a baby. I you have am. A I, I, you have a I baby do. on the way. Uh, but I miss it. I mean, I... You have I, two I, dogs. I have multiple dogs. Um, uh, no, it, it, it bothers me because I don't have time for it. And, mm-hmm. and But my very... My brain works in a very specific way. And right. If if I'm doing anything else, something goes away. And usually I'm working, so if I'm listening to a podcast and actually paying attention, I do not enjoy the podcast and I don't get any work done. <laughs> so it's kind of like, it, it really bugs me though. Do you have, working on these, like do you have time to listen to podcasts? I haven't, this week it's been pretty busy because I've been working so much, but 
I, I listen to every Earwolf podcast because I have to because I write copy sure, about it. Yeah. Um, I do. I listen to Never Not Funny, George but it's Jesse your, Go. It's your job. It is my job, but I still find time right. in addition to it. Um, Extracurricularly. Right, yeah. And Famously, you said you listen to this show. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do listen to podcasts. I, I, Mike and Tom Eat Snacks. Uh, oh, one of my favorite live shows is now podcasting, which is the Chris Gethard Show. Okay, Check that cool. out. It's a video podcast. You can also hear me and Chris talking on the Wolf Den this week. Vodcast? Nice. Is yeah. it a vodcast? The vodcast, yeah. Uh, let's let's yeah. stop let's stop let's stop doing that thing where we make pep portmanteaus of podcast Natalie or other Portmanteau. things. I made that That's my that. third our third Natalie Portmanteau reference. Yeah. Um I snuck that in there though. You're gonna be on the Wolf Den this week. Uh, just briefly, but I actually produced the episode. I booked it and prepped it and everything like that. And it's with Chris Gethard, who is an amazing, amazing New York comic. So listen to that, because I made it happen. And I'm on it for real briefly. That's where you should be. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So this is uh yeah, you're you're on a roll. You're yeah. up on, on the Shaky Town Radio Hour. Yeah. Wolf Den. This is gonna raise your profile by Microscopic amounts. <laughs> I'm I'm I don't have a Google alert for my name yet, but I'm setting you one should. up tonight. Yes. You should. I have had a Google alert set for my name for quite a while now, and you would be amazed how many old dudes named Eugene George <laughs> die. Aww. Oh, that's fine. More boom. I, it's it's like Highlander. I'm gonna be the last one standing and I will inherit all their power. You hear that, Eugene George, uh, the chicken king? He was like <laughs> seriously, like there's also a cardinal, a Roman Catholic cardinal named Eugene George. Mm. Like somewhere weird. I'm say like. What if like there's some big mix up and you end up the Pope? Could happen. Like yeah. King Ralph. Pitch it. Take it to the studio. Speaking of King Ralph, have you been watching Community? No. Yeah, they should just have John Goodman on all the time. <laughs> I'm I'm super behind on it, but. You should watch. Well, you saw the the pilot or the pilot, the opening. Uh, yes, I saw the first. Yeah, yeah. so you I, saw. The, I know his character. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. I'm alright with him. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I know Dan Harmon listens to this. He'd been waiting to hear. <laughs> I, for half a second, I'm like, does he? <laughs> no one listens to the show. I've seen our stats. People listen to the show. <laughs> oh, God. All right. I just had a little micro existential crisis. That's okay. Because I, I, I really was. I was. I like peaked a little bit. I peaked a little bit with the Dan Harmon thing, and then I came completely <laughs> back to myself. You can find us on the internet at shakytownradio.com. You can Twitter us at, at @shakytownradio. You can like us on Facebook at our Facebook page, facebook.com/shakytownradio. Send us an email at shakytownradio@gmail.com or call us on the Shakytown Radio hotline at 626-66-SHAKE. That's 667-4253. That's the same number. Hi, this is James Urbaniak, Dr. Venture on the Venture Brothers, and this is Shaky Town Radio, our internet. Yeah, I was listening. There were a lot of Smiths with Jen Kirkman, and I wasn't sure if you guys were just into the Smiths or knew that she was Everyone's so into, into the, Smith. the Smiths. Yeah, the, yeah, we're yeah. all, we're all pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm not into Morrissey. Me neither. I've Morrissey. tried to listen to Morrissey, and I don't like it as much as the Smiths. No, Morrissey the dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he as a says person. some things. He does say some things. He says a lot of things. That yeah. dude. I don't like his haircut. I love his I haircut. Like his haircut. Yeah. Just... yeah. John Raphael kind of has a young Morrissey thing going does on he? there. <laughs> he does. Well, in that he has very vertical hair. Yes. You just created my favorite mashup in the world. <laughs> Morrissey nice. and John Raphael. I see Tumblr in the works. <laughs> 
Um, what have you been listening to, though? Um, do you know who the Free Design are? No. Yes. They're my favorite band. I, I, That's the, the opening for... Uh, JJ Go. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Jesse Go. Okay. okay. Yeah, I listen to exclusively pussy music. Yeah. I listen to, like, just indie pop, and so it's mainly the free design and Kate Bush. I love Kate Bush. She's the best. There's uh, been many... What the hell show were we watching? Was it True Blood? Some, some show did a Kate Bush song as, like, the finale. The... Extras? No, okay. no, no, oh, no. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. No, 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 no. Okay. But it was, it was, it was a, uh, it was a, it was a, a cover. Did they do cover. running down that hill or running up? Yes. that hill? Yes. Is it running oh, okay. up or down? It was running up that hill. Yeah. Up the hill. Yeah. Who? But but yes, it was. But was it? What show was it? Because because we were like, I was like half a second ahead of my wife and going, wait a minute, that's a Kate Bush song. Yeah, that sounds familiar. That's how the end of Sunny. They had this woman's work for the finale last season, but it was a cover, and no one's allowed to cover Kate Bush songs. <laughs> There's one good cover, Ra Ra Riot's um, Suspended in Gaffa. Oh, let's not get into this old song. <laughs> this old argument. Ugh. If anyone wants to talk to Kate Bush with me, <laughs> Supernatural's used it. <laughs> just, Grey's Anatomy's used it. It wasn't Grey's Anatomy. Rizzoli and Isles have used <laughs> it. Let's, let's, this is my... This is my every Warehouse time, 13. Warehouse 13. It was Warehouse 13. Um, Jana Spencer. Uh, this was my take on Grey's Anatomy. Every time a, a when we watch Modern Family, there's usually a trailer for a, a yeah. promo for. They still let that show be on the air, <laughs> and my wife hates me. It's that promo where it's not video; it's just like these weird publicity shots yeah, of yeah, them yeah, yeah, in yeah. different pairings yes. of like. Oh, God. Are you yeah. Mick Scratchy or Mick Itchy? Which one are you? <laughs> yeah, I they mean, still let that show be on the air. <laughs> Who did the Warehouse 13 version? I can't recall. I well, I don't. I didn't look. Is it, it what's track the, and field? Oh, okay. Sorry. Track no, and field, really. Yeah. Good work, internet. I wonder if that's a Bell and Sebastian inspired band. Love Bell and Sebastian. Song. Did they have that song "Stars of Track and Field"? Yeah, they did. And that was in a movie too, I think. I maybe like they enjoy. Maybe they enjoy like the decathlon. Maybe. So. Maybe they're Bruce Jenner fans. Maybe they're keeping up with the Kardashians fans. I met Bruce Jenner when, yeah, I was working at the company that's doing the Kardashians. He, we talked about how uh, he has a son with my name, although they spell it differently. Brody. Oh, he's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, there was that. That's that's the show that Brandy was on. Uh, oh, the Sons of Malibu? Sons of, yeah, yeah, something like that. Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> yes. Let's wrap we this show. We could do that. Um, we could do that now. We're losing the Earwolf Challenge right now. <laughs> we weren't um, even in it. Matt Besser's outside the door. He has some comments for you. Oh, shit. I once dropped Matt Besser. You what? I dropped Matt Besser on stage. Did you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was it the Christmas show? I don't know. I can't remember. Tell me why you were carrying him. him. Yeah. Um, because he was doing the blind... Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jason yeah. Yellow. Yeah, thank you. Yes, <laughs> oh, yeah, thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, we were carrying him off stage. Um, and uh, coming off the stage at UCB, it's a pretty big drop off of that stage, yeah. <laughs> considering it's like two feet. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I went to, he was okay. I felt bad about it. You should. You should still feel bad about it. I do. It. I do. Um, so it's it's November. The holidays are coming up uh, at some point here. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's a date, an exact date to those. What uh, what, what do you have looking forward ahead in here, project wise or just? Uh, I'm going to Podcastathon. Cool. Are either oh, yeah. of you going? No, probably okay. not. I, I I have a family. 
I'll be out of town, unfortunately. But guys, yeah. When is it? When is it? When? It's the day after Thanksgiving, right. but the night. It's like Evening. six. Yes. Yeah, six p.m. to six a.m. Lots of cool comics and stuff, and it's gonna be yeah, great. Yeah, it's great. I yeah. mean, well, they're gonna live stream it too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Podcast.com. Yeah. I might watch the live stream. I no, I, I uh, I've never uh, never been. A lot of people I know, but. And so you'd be in LA for the holidays, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who wants to go back? <laughs> yeah, well, there's just so many fun shows coming up, and I just yeah, want to go to sure. all the shows. So, yeah. I'll make my I'll make cookies for the Christmas show. Yeah. Oh, awesome. You'll be there for that. Yeah. The, the, the CDB show. Oh, yeah, here's my last question. So. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> just what the fuck. That's my question. Is it hard for you to remember Comedy Bang Bang, or is that pretty firmly in your head? It's pretty firmly in my head, Bang Bang. Yeah, yeah. I know that there there are slip-ups at the office and stuff, but no, I... Because I like the theme song so much, and, like, it's constantly in my head of Comedy Bang Bang, Comedy Bang Bang. So I I pretty much got it. Sometimes I don't know when I'm speaking about it before (laughs) the name change what to say, so usually I just say Scott's show. Yeah. I think I did that (laughs) earlier in the episode, but, um... Yeah, no, I, I got Bang Bang. Cool. Yeah. You're down with the Bang? I'm not. Yeah. Can't do it. <laughs> I'm old. I'm old. You're going to still be calling it Cougar Town after they change it to whatever they're going to change to. Geriatric slut town. <laughs> Are they changing the name of Cougar Town? They talked about doing that. Well, you know what? I just realized this is a conversation I could... Have. This is the nadir of my caring about a conversation. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I, I just, you know, it just came, like, I had to acknowledge the fact that you said something about it. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'll do my wrap-up. Um, <laughs> oh, please, please don't let me stand in the way. <laughs> Go. Uh, by Dene Deer, you were saying that you didn't care, right? Of Cougar Town. Yes. No, I don't care. Okay. Not, not in the least. Okay. Um, Caroline, <laughs> so on behalf of... Shaky Town Radio Hour and our listening audience and the city of Los Angeles, we welcome you. Thank you. We are the official welcome wagon yes. to the city of Los Angeles. I hope you enjoyed our uh, traditional Los Angeles uh, cuisine of chips and salsa. Yeah. And um, wish you the best of luck at Earwolf. Thank you. And all your future endeavors. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It was of so course. much fun. Absolutely. I, no, I know that was sincere, but I, I since this since we were on the podcast thread here. I always think of Pardo and the uh, wish you the best of luck. Yeah, as we do. All as we do. Guys. As we do all of our, all of our guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just it just always comes across as insincere. As as sincere as that was. Okay, well, why don't you try saying goodbye to the guest? Let's hear you do it. This is your challenge, your shaky town challenge. Today. I say goodbye to everybody. Let's Bye, everybody. Do I it. Say goodbye all the time. Talk. talk I'm not going to do it. I'm not. You know what? You know what? Here's my take on it. I'm going to just not do that thing. You'd be dropping the mic if it weren't in the stand. Like it was so much Matt Besser. And it was, this is, like it was so much Matt Besser. Um, I could drop that one because I own that one, but this is Brody, so I wouldn't drop that one. Um, Well, no, it has been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Um, uh, Always, always uh, fun to uh, meet uh, other ASTers, even though, specialthing.com, the comedy board, don't fuck it up. Don't go there and fuck it up like a lot of people do. Yeah. Don't go on there. There's a new, Uh, Is there a new, see, here's another thing that I just, I, I consider myself an AST here. I don't post on that. I haven't posted in a year. Yeah. I would post in our thread, and then I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not that good at it. Um, uh, but no, it was uh, this was great. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I have sincerely said, and I don't think it's, this has made it on the air, but um, uh, pretty much after almost every show, it's 
the best show we've ever done. And sincerely, that, that's absolutely true. We had a lot of fun. Oh, so thank that's you for so doing great. the best show up to date. Yep. Okay. It gets better and better. And I think that's an indicator to me of our own little ear. Well, that's, that's what all those YouTube videos that Dan Savage put out was. It was for us. <laughs> it gets better. It does. Right. So until next time. When you're giving a blowjob in the park to an anonymous stranger. And I mean someone from the group anonymous wearing a Guy Fox mask. <laughs> <laughs> it's not V for Vendetta, guys. It's Guy Fox mask, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. You jackasses. Um, uh, no, seriously. And, and that goes for you, too, because you're an important part of the show, Brody. Like, I would even say you're 90% of the show. Thank you. They're jerking each other off right now. <laughs> I'm making the motion. No, I think it doesn't get said. In public. I appreciate For that. all Thank seven so or eight people listening to this. Thank show. you. Am I dying? Is this why you're telling me now? Well, you're part of the Bill Hicks cult, and I just want to let you know you, <laughs> okay. have, you have terminal cancer. All right. So get some rants in. I think Bill Hicks is funny. Let's go out with that. Thank you very much, Caroline. No problem. I had so much fun. Internet. <laughs> Internet. Until next time, I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. Well, that is E-T-T-E. Internet. She is the internet. And I am Gene George. And I'm Caroline. Bye. <laughs> do, do, do.